Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a Tuesday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I'm joined by a first timer, ATL fellow, uh, like an ATL ATLian. I, I don't feel good about even <laughs> saying that, but another, another Atlanta native, Atlantan. Malik Brown. Malik, good evening, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Chase. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. I'm glad we were able to make this work tonight. Um, as we, like, I I do an outline for the show and everything, and um, then, of course, just stuff breaks. Uh, the, yeah, the hashtag right. this league stuff. And Simmons reportedly, uh, per the Philly Inquirer, telling the Sixers that he uh, would not like to be back with the team. Um, what do you, what do you make of that right out of the gate? Uh, I mean, did we not see this coming? Like right after what? Right after the Hawks beat them, it seemed like Doc Rivers was on the fence about keeping Ben, and then of course you had the post game conference with uh Joel and B talking about how uh he felt like the turning point of the game was when Ben didn't go up for that shot and instead pass it out. And I felt like at that moment it was kind of like, is there any way you could you could mend this or bring this guy back? And I mean, when you look at Ben Simmons, the problem is he, he it seems like he doesn't have any confidence. He just he can't sh- he doesn't shoot. We don't know if he can shoot. We've seen things of you know maybe videos and I mean we've been seeing videos recently now, but those videos you don't you don't want to buy into those type of training camp videos in the off-season videos because when it, it it's different from in-game situations so um but at the end of the day Ben Simmons is an all-star um all defensive player but it just he he doesn't fit he doesn't fit with what the 76ers are trying to do and it seems like this has been a topic of discussion for the past couple of years like is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid a good pair? Like, do they mesh? Um, should should they trade Ben Simmons? Should they trade Embiid? And I mean, once you see what Embiid has done last season, and you you see you can't really you can't trade a guy like him. And then he just signed that con that big contract. Like, he's literally the franchise franchise of the Seventy Sixers. I mean, at some point you got you got to kick the tires on Ben. You have to kick the tires. And now it it just kind of seems like a point of when he'll get traded as far as as being if he gets traded. So, I mean, like I said, we should have saw this coming like months ago. (laughs) Well, now it's real because Daryl Morey, by all accounts, was asking for the world from teams. And there was a lot of reporting on what he was he was asking when teams were calling about the availability of Ben Simmons. And it was preposterous by by and large. Now the leverage has to be hurt here, right? Like Daryl Morey, this this puts Daryl Morey and the Sixers in a in a far more uh, difficult spot than they were before he came out publicly saying that he has no interest in returning to Philadelphia, which, like you said, we saw this coming, but he hadn't done it. And Ben's a pretty quiet guy, and there is always the possibility that he doesn't um, he doesn't force his hand in this way. Well, it looks like Ben is forcing his hand. And when players of Ben Simmons caliber force their hand, what this tells me is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Malik, but like we've seen this 
so many times with superstars in this league where once they force their hand like that, um, especially right before, like we were only a month or two out um, from really getting ramped up for this NBA season and the Sixers cannot let this get drawn out. They cannot have this hanging over a team that just finished first in the East, a team ready to win now. Um, Joel Embiid, like the time is ticking. Like it's just where he had another knee injury he played through this year. Um, top five player in this league. It just a, a force MVP guy, the heart and soul of the city. All that's true. But if you were to tell me that this was still happening three years from now, I would be very, very surprised. I think it's just with the nature of where he is and his size and everything in his history. I just, I think every year is precious and they need to be yeah. doing everything they possibly can to win a title year in year out. Because I think once it's over, it's going to be over very quickly for Embiid, unfortunately. But, um, what do you what do you make of his trade value and like what the Sixers are going to be able to do in a shorter amount of time? Because the plan was like just a, what was that a week ago where it's like he's likely to start a season in Philly. His yeah, trade value right. was not great based on how it ended last year. He was going to be able to get back on track, blow teams out um, with his group of veterans, with Joel Embiid, just get his confidence back. And then you could see at the deadline. Now it's changed. And now... Maury can't ask for the world or he's just going to have Ben Simmons like not play and Ben Simmons just do the the James Harden stuff, which I think is very possible now that he has right. just been there. And you don't want to be that because we saw what the, the Rockets got for Harden and we saw what that situation turned into because the Rockets could have gotten Ben Simmons if they'd handled it differently. Right? right. So I don't know. I know I just threw a lot at you, but that's that's where my head's at. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. We talk about value for these superstars that have been wanting out or whatnot. I mean, we got we have history. Like you talk about the James Harden trade. I mean, it really, if in my opinion, really wasn't even trade at all. Um, you talk about years ago with Paul George when he wanted to get out. It wasn't even trade. Um, well, I mean, I I guess it kind of did become an even trade because that was a trade with uh, okay, they got Depot. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I mean, at that time, nobody knew Aladipo was going to do what he did when he got to the Pacers. So at that point, it really wasn't even trade. So now you want to go to Ben Simmons, and everybody wants to say, you know, I guess the obvious thing would be Ben for Dame, because of course Dame wants out too. Well, okay, sorry, we don't know. He should want out, but you know, he's the guy type of guy that you know wants to stay and doesn't want to do super team thing. So, but it should be obvious that he should want out if he wants to win. That should be the obvious trade, Ben for Dame. But in in reality, what we've seen in the past with these traded superstars, you're not going to get that type of, you're not going to get that even trade. So, and I know earlier in the season, they were talking about Ben for Brogdon and maybe some picks or whatnot. That sounds like the type of trade that, Ben might have that the Sixers might have to take if they can't come up to any anything else. You think of maybe a trade like maybe for the Kings where um, Darian Fox goes to the Sixers and Ben goes there. I mean, are the Kings willing to give up Darian Fox for Ben Simmons? Like, how was how will that work? Like, is that even a good trade for them? And then you think of team a team like um, maybe Minnesota. Now we don't know how things are going as far as like. D'Angelo Russell and how those guys are working out there. So maybe that's a trade that that Minnesota and the Sixers can benefit from. I mean, you well, who's moving in that have, deal? So in my opinion, so we already we saw the report where we said 
Ben and Maxi may be on the move because, of course, they're both clutch. They're clutch clients. Mm-hmm. So I would assume D'Lo and maybe somebody like Malik Beasley. I mean, there's no way you're going to touch Anthony Edwards, and you're definitely not touching uh, for Cat. Um, is it an even trade? No, absolutely uh, not. Not really. Not even but, close. I don't yeah, want to be part of D'Lo. D'Lo didn't even look like an <laughs> NBA player last year for part of the stretch. Like, do you remember that Hawks? Timberwolves game from I think it was like February, maybe where like the say it again. No, it wasn't the MLK. Was it the was it the game they played on MLK Day? No, I think it, it because it was in Minnesota. Um, oh, okay. Well, I do know what you're talking about. Then I do know. Yeah, that was where they the, won by like forty. They they yeah. obliterated them, and yeah, Russell right. looked awful. And yeah. I, like I won't forget Rathburn and Neek just being completely disgusted with what the Timberwolves were throwing out there and (laughs) Russell looked awful and Russell by and large like he's just not a he's he's a third guard like he is a change of pace third guard run the second unit type thing um that is not what you trade Ben Simmons for um if I'm trading Ben Simmons but the problem with where the Sixers are at goes back to Embiid is like they can't bring in any young guys so you can't trade Ben Simmons for a collection of young assets like Anthony Edwards or whoever because they're not going to be ready to help Joel Embiid win a title until Joel yeah. Embiid's out of this league or out of being right. a serious MVP guy. Like the the timelines don't mesh, so I wouldn't go anywhere near that if I'm Philadelphia. Like like you said, the most obvious is Dame. Like Dame yeah. for Ben is the most obvious, but like I don't know. Like Dame in the East, Dame and Embiid wins the East next year. I think for like, sure. That I think, is. I think that yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Like, I don't think anybody in the East wants that to happen. <laughs> no, even Brooklyn, especially. Like, they don't want any of that. Right. They don't want to have to go through Dame and Joel and beat in a seven-game series. Um, because the the chances of Brooklyn having all three healthy and working perfectly for an entire playoff run is just unlikely. Like, do yeah. I think they can easily win the East with just two of those guys? Yes. Do I think if it's Dame and Embiid and two of the Brooklyn superstars, then, I mean, it could go either way. I mean, this is bad news yeah. for the Hawks and the Bucks, but um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I don't I don't know who the right guy is. Like, is it Sacramento? Do you call about Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox? Like, is that yeah. something you look at for Ben Simmons? Um, if he wants to go back to California. That, that is something I would be more intrigued by if I'm Daryl Morey. And then, I mean, not a lot else pops for me. Like, it's, um, it's not... And I, and I feel like it's kind of just like, I feel like it's kind of more on the other team. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, do we want Ben Simmons? Like, we get it. He's an all-star. He does this and that. But the one thing that that we want him to do, that he just doesn't do it. So it's like, are you willing to trade what you have for that? I, I It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard at this point. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. But I am very, very intrigued to see what happens uh, with yes. Ben Simmons and what more he's going to be able to get. Because I think it's going to be my prediction um, as of August 31st, Malik, is that it's going to be bad for, for the Sixers. I think there's, <laughs> I don't, because I just don't see the, the team? Well, I just don't think they're going to get the right amount of value. I think more going to end up getting too much young assets because that's going to be the best yeah. offer to him. It's like multiple first rounders, some intriguing young talent, like an Anthony Edwards or something, but it's not going to, mesh perfectly with their timeline so i think they're going to take a step back in the short term they'll be okay long term post Embiid with whatever they get but i i really am concerned that there's just not an, enough 
of a just a win now big swing like an equivalent trade for ben simmons to keep their timeline just nice and tidy i just don't think that exists outside of dame and maybe De'Aaron fox and buddy heel but like that that's about it yeah and it's funny i was talking to somebody on twitter and i was like for the sixers it, it kind of feels like it's dame or bus <laughs> like that's really what it feels like <laughs> i agree i agree um rondo to the lakers the jokes about their age is becoming a big thing i saw uh we saw the pictures with Melo working out uh this week um where are you at with the lakers would you have used the veteran minimum for their last roster spot on rajon rondo or would you have gone somewhere else well since kevin love has decided that he wants to keep his money and staying rather stay on the bench on Cleveland, then I mean you gotta. Hey, I don't blame him. Somewhere that man is not healthy, and he is going to co- yeah. collect some checks. Like I, I don't know why any players t- even would ever agree. Like me, like who I am as a person, I would never once just agree to a buyout. What do you, What do you mean? Take less just to go play somewhere else Take where less. I might? No, what? No, you're exactly. paying me everything. Not have a chance to even like. I mean, you might get there, but I mean, look at the look at the. Uh, Look at what Blake Griffin did when he went to the net. Right. Had a buyout and then I mean what? Didn't get didn't even get to the conference finals. So mm-hmm. I mean it, it it's kinda you you're taking a risk depending on what team you go, but just the Lakers in general, of course, yeah, the, the jokes has been about the age or whatnot, but with me it's it's kinda and I'm kinda in this mode where it's like, okay, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, you have Russell Westbrook, like they're going to get you somewhere. Like, and honestly, I feel like that that group alone, or that three in general, I just feel like that three may be the best. I don't see anybody else topping them in the Western Conference. Like, okay, we can just go down the list right now. I mean, Clippers, the Clippers are going to be without Kawhi for, I don't even know, he may not even come back this season. So I feel like you can kind of exit them out. You got the Suns. I don't want to disrespect them at all. They had a great season last year, but they also had some help getting there as well. So we don't, and we don't know how Chris Paul is going to look another year older or whatnot. And then you have teams like, of course, the Nuggets, the Jazz. Um, I just don't see them tipping the scale as much. But you have the Lakers who have all this star power, and of course, it's it's all star power, but it's still a, it should be enough to get you to the finals. Um, now, as far as them winning the finals, I don't think if, if it's against the Nets or, or I mean, if I don't, I don't, if let's say Dame goes to the Sixers or something like that, um, they're going to be in the fight. They're going to definitely be in the fight, and they're going to be very limited as far as going against a team that likes to run a lot. If it's if it's a team that likes to run a lot. They might be in some trouble because they got some old legs on that team. So, but as far as the Western Conference in general, I just think they're the team to beat. I, I just don't see a team topping them at this point. Mm. I don't know. I I would not put them up. They're just too old. I, I think and they're just be- <laughs> they're both too old. And I just still think they're relying way too much on Anthony Davis being 100% healthy for this full run. I think LeBron is starting to slow down more. Like we're we're already seeing a little bit with the the dunks. I forgot who it was that uh, made this point on the Athletic NBA show. But like the reason that we're we're losing our minds or we're blown away by LeBron dunks in 2021 is that they don't happen nearly as often. His athleticism 
uh like his feats his just crazy feats of athleticism are few and far between now does that not mean yeah. does that mean he's not still a top five player in this league no he he is but it's just i think it's still just asking way too much of him at this point to carry a heavy load if anthony davis is not right and there's not a lot of options if anthony davis is not right outside of lebron having to carry another heavy load this season in a western conference that's tough i think the east got a lot better i think the west is more open so that's good for the lakers but um i'm pretty i'm still pretty high on the jazz i think they did everything right they need to do this offseason would not be surprised if they came out of the west next year i think the nuggets working on their extension with their guys and with getting murray back it's hard like that's going to be a really tough out like those two are the wild cards wild card favorites in the west depending on who gets a number one seed because as we saw last year remember all the the chatter before the playoffs was that like oh the west could go the seven seed upsetting the two seed the eight seed upsetting the one seed guess how many times that happened last year zero then none of them did it the lakers (laughs) were in that seven spot like it's hard to run the gambit when you're uh on the road right away like the nba playoffs favor home teams like you like there's studies that should you like you get more calls like things just typically go your way more often than not when you're at home so do i believe the Lakers can get in the top four in the West next year. They can. I don't know if I would bet on it because I think the Nuggets are going to win a bunch of games. The Jazz are going to win a bunch of games. And then it's going to be a dogfight for those other spots. Like, I don't know. Do you think it's a shoe-in? I mean, the Warriors are right there. Like, the Warriors with a healthy clayback at some point and just with their additions, and we'll get to the Warriors in a second. But I think about it, and I'm like, are we sure? And mention, obviously, the team that just went to the NBA Finals in the in the, um, in the West, the Suns, they're probably going to be a top-four seed. So then you look at it, and you're like, oh, there's not a not a lot of room for, for air because the West is, is changing, and there's just a lot of top-heavy teams, and then it's the bottom. Like, the East is deep. The East has, like, 12 yeah, good teams, 13 right. good teams. The West has four or five elite teams and then the rest yeah. is ugh. like the rest is new orleans sacramento um minnesota like there is oklahoma city which is just not a real organization anymore and i will <laughs> i will rail against that monstrosity that sam presti is doing like people were offended and disgusted by sam hinky stuff which i agree it was taking it to the extreme it was not good for basketball it's not healthy that kind of thing but Thunder are basically doing the same thing. They're just keeping SGA around. They're keeping. They're paying yeah. new door. They're doing little things to, and they play hard. Like that's the other thing is like they play hard and win too yeah. many games. But they're not a team that's trying to win anytime soon. Um, they just keep taking in these veterans and then flipping them, and it's just it, it's it's awful. I hate what's happening there. I think it's probably smart, but um, I, I very much am against it. Hope nothing but bad things for Clay Bennett, the Oklahoma City Thunder, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> for this monstrosity that they've got going on in Oklahoma city, but that is neither here nor there. Um, what do you make of that? Do you, do you get what I'm saying with the West is that like, they have to win enough regular season games to get in that top four spot, but they're so old that I don't know if this old group yeah. can win enough regular season games in the West. If Anthony Davis misses too much time, if LeBron takes some breaks, I don't know if they can do that. And if they can't get in the top four, then I don't think they're real contenders. Yeah. And and that that's that's a good point. And and I feel like over the years with just LeBron led teams, it's kinda more like and I feel like we get to a point where it's like they're not really itching for the first seed or the second seed or whatnot. I mean, of course you want a top four seed, of course, but it's more mm-hmm. like the top two seeds. It's kinda like you you just wanna get in. 
you want to get in and it's like that's what they said last year and they're bouncing round one then they about yeah they got bounced and i feel like of course ad and lebron they got hurt at two at crucial times in the season which i feel like that that was a big part of why they look like that in the playoffs um i mean but not to take away anything from the suns too they were definitely like they were definitely hooping that that series um but i i do see with how old they are that team in general it's going to be a lot of resting so i don't see them going hard for a first seed or second seed i feel like they can float around that three four five i don't know if they want to i I wouldn't want to be in five but three, four, five area because um, they're, they're going to rest. LeBron is going to have some some day. No matter how much LeBron says he wants to play or whatnot, he's going to he's gonna rest. Um, like you said, the health of Anthony Davis is maybe the biggest key because it's like, I, I, in my opinion, I feel like he he's the, he's the big, he's the X factor. And not even the X factor. He has to be the best player for the Lakers to, to win. In general, and he has to be healthy, so that's a big thing. And then you have to go as far as, and we haven't even talked about, does Russell Westbrook even fit into this? Um, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like Russell is Russell and LeBron. They kind of have like the same, the same like head down type of style. Um, of course, LeBron's more of a playmaker, but and I mean, Russell Westbrook is a playmaker as well. But does does all of this can all of this fit together? And that's where, and I and I've seen where people have asked me, or or I've seen it on like social media or whatnot. Like, since if you don't know if it if it can work, how do you, how do you think that they they'll get to the finals or whatnot? And I and at, and at the end of it, I'm just like, it's star power. I, I just feel like at some at some point, star power can can beat out a, a team that maybe has a lot of chemistry or whatnot. I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't happen like that all the time. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who are what? Maybe what? I don't know. They they were two top five players in the league at once playing on the same team together. Then you have Russell Westbrook. No, Undoubtedly, he's what? Maybe a top ten player in the league. When you have that much star Wait, power. Wait, did you just say Russell Westbrook is still a top ten player in the league? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm, it's it's questionable i'm not allowing and no it's not questionable we're not doing that on this podcast we're not even uh that okay, is stricken from the record i'll bleep it for your for your, for you but um please yeah, keep no. it please keep it mm-hmm. please top 10 russell westbrook in 2021 2022 okay, okay top 15 no wow have you seen the all wow. nba that the, the all nba teams that's 15 players three like no. three teams first team second team third team he fits where on any of those lists? Was Chris Paul on the top? Was he was. On the, I'm, I, I, I'm taking Russell Westbrook over Chris Paul. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> for, no. For sure. <laughs> this is stuff that you tell me before we start recording a podcast, so I know <laughs> that I need to look elsewhere because I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> oh, my Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you don't have him as he's not a top five point guard in your thing, like right now. No. Who's your top five? I'm interested. Ooh, okay. Give me one second. Let me pull it up just so to make sure I don't forget anybody and not over. I feel like the top two, the top three are kind of evident. I mean, are kind of. I, I mean, mean, Steph, obviously. Steph, Dame. Steph, uh, Dame. 
Toronto Ball. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Trey. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Luca. Luca. Okay, so you count Luca. Okay, yeah, he's a lead guard. Point guard. Okay. Yeah, he's a okay. lead guard. I think okay. Luca and Trey are both lead guards. Um, Jamal Murray, Chris Paul. Uh, I would say you're putting, this... Russ, you're putting Jamal over Russ? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Did you miss the bubble? <laughs> <laughs> Did that's, you just sleep through the bubble? Did we? Do we? Are we moving past the fifty-point burger we we saw? Are we moving past him just pulling the the Denver Nuggets almost to an NBA Finals appearance? And I don't. And and you know, a lot of people tell me that, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I mean, and I'm not taking anything from the bubble, but just that season, like that that run he went on in general was kind of like mm-hmm. I just always felt like Jamal Murray was a very inconsistent player, and at that time he just really like hit, like he hit in the bubble. But every other Kyle Lowry, like, just to keep it going, Kyle Lowry. Oh, absolutely, no question. Oh, no question. No, no question. Um, Kyrie, still better. You got to put Kyrie in there. Um, That's the only one I'm accepting. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox is a possibility, but I would say Drew Holiday too is a better better point guard wow. than Russell Westbrook. Ben Simmons? ben Simmons, if he if we count Ben Simmons, yes. <laughs> The Lakers would literally drive Westbrook to like they would pay for the flying, they would pay for the contract, like they would like do whatever it took. If there was an offer of Westbrook for Simmons, they're doing that without question. They're not even hesitating. Like they're blocking him from the building. They're removing his key card. They're they're just like no. Wow, this is the first time. You know what? What it kind of reminds me. Of that top ten list that just came out, I forgot who put it out. Was it? Mm-hmm. It was either Bleacher Report or um. Oh, and I forgot one more. Man. Sorry, I just th- I thought of one more because th- there's just a lot of good ones. Uh, John Morant is a better basketball player than no Russell way. Westbrook in 2020. No way. Yes, he no is. Way. Yeah. No. No way. Yeah. It's over. Okay, what is it that you don't like about Russell Westbrook? Um, he doesn't play defense. <laughs> He's never been good at defense. Um, he's not a shooter. He like his style. Like Russell Westbrook is fine as like a fourth guy on a contender. Like if he is someone like I've watched so much Russell Westbrook in my life, but he is a good player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like he's maybe the most athletic league guard we've ever seen in this league. Um, he's really great driving downhill, finding guys. He's an underrated passer. I think that is something that people have overlooked. Like his stuff with Stephen yeah. Adams was was great. Like he had yeah, such a sure. He was so good at finding Adams and finding guys on pick and rolls, and he was fine. Like he was just really good at just getting the ball where it needed to go, whipping it around. Um, those days are long gone. That being said, it's just those guys at, ahead of him. This is a, a guard-driven league. Like this is now a guard-driven league. This is just there's so much talent at the lead ball handler spot that I'm just like, yeah, that's just where he is. Like he's. It's not even like a huge indictment on Russ. It's just more of like there are just a lot of guys better. Because this is a guard-heavy league. And I, I feel like as far as you saying, okay, being, being the fourth option on the team, it's funny. But I don't feel like him – I don't feel like he can be the best option on a championship team or, or a contending team because I feel like – He has to be Reggie Jackson. He has to be where it's like he can swing a series maybe if his shots are falling. He tries really hard on defense. He's, he's finding dudes. He can step in there when needed, but – um, he should not be one of the main main cogs. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he should be uh, the main option because I, I feel like we've seen that numerous times, and it just didn't. Well, work being out. the thirteenth best guard, uh, league guard in the, the NBA. Well, see, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing something like this, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, but I definitely don't think I thirteenth best. That that is the. I feel like that is a reach. <laughs> it's not like but, Steph Lillard. Um, Lowry, Simmons, Paul, Murray, Kyrie, Doncic, Holiday, Trey. No. I mean, Holiday. Yeah, Holiday just won a title. Yeah, he just he swung was it. Like the third he, option. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, who would you rather have as a third option, Westbrook or Drew? I know what Drew's giving me. All just all NBA defense. Great shooting when he needs to. Super smart player. Does all the little things. Rebounds really well for his position. Knows his role. I don't think Russ knows how to be a number three. Holiday knows how to be number three on a on a contender. Yeah, I, give me Holiday I, every day I, of the week. I don't think I don't think he can. Like I said, I, yeah, I mean, it, and it's kind of hard to even see Russ as a third option. I mean, that's what he's. I feel like that's what he's about to be in in L.A. Um, but I I just feel like with the star power, I, I think the Lakers can do it. I think I think they can. I don't. Well, those are two separate questions. Well, yeah. Well. Well, let me say, I don't think the Lakers. I think the Lakers will get to the finals. Now, if they run up against a team like the the Nets or something. The Nets are going to squash them, in my opinion. Um, but the but the whole, I just feel like Russell Westbrook. The only thing I see him not being able, he can't. He's not a great shooter. We know that he's not a great shooter at all. Um, he's okay. He's in my opinion, he. He has his his times on defense or whatnot, but other than that, like the, the dude and I, we talk about the triple doubles a lot. We talk about the triple doubles a lot, but I feel like that's something you just can't look look past. That's I can and I will. Um, <laughs> like it's time. I mean, you need to start getting ready for Jalen sucks to pass him in the the rankings. No way, year. you have to stop. <laughs> Yeah, I'm joking that, but um, <laughs> I am joking there. But I mean, Lamelo is coming. Like Lamelo, uh, I like Lamelo. Lamelo's like coming. Lamello. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll strike all that from the record to to save you. To save I want to keep this. I want to. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep this 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 podcast this mm-hmm. episode in the archives for this season. <laughs> I, I'm Russell okay with Westbrook it. Does Russell Westbrook things? We can come back to this episode. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. That that's fair. I am I'm not the least bit nervous about uh, about this like whatsoever. Um, do you like the idea of extending Aaron Gordon in Denver? I I think that I think that's a good thing to do because mm-hmm. I feel like when Paul Mills when Paul Millsap was in that role, I think. Paul Millsap did did really good in that in that four row next to um, Jokic, and Aaron Gordon is basically like, in my opinion, like a younger younger more athletic Paul Millsap. So, and for what he did while he was there, um, Aaron Gordon, when he what he did against the um, the Blazers in that series they play, I I think you should be able. I think you should extend him. I just think he brings he just brings different facets to the uh, to the Denver. I mean, the Nuggets already have like. A whole bunch of scores already to, to even. I mean, you got Murray, and then you have Porter elevating his game. Like he's 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 probably going to be even better this year. So yeah, I mean, you keep Aaron Gordon 
keep that group. I, I think they'll be solid. I like it. Okay. I just, I'm a little concerned, like, who gets moved. Um, because you've got Barton, you've got Gordon, you've got Jokic, you've got Jamal. Morris, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, lot of mouth to feed. They got a lot of options. No. Like, they're going to be very, very quick. Like, they're, I don't even know what their cap sheet looks like right now. But by extending Gordon, it's going to get even, even crazier. Like, they are already an expensive team that's about to, like, guess who comes up in restricted free agency next year? It's Michael Porter oh. Jr. Like, I don't know oh, what he's going to get. That's what I'm saying. So they got him. So if they extend Gordon, like, I don't think there's a path to them paying Jokic, Barton, Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray. What kind of, what kind of money do you see him getting, though? Which one? Uh, Gordon. Sorry. Gordon, I mean, I think he'll get less than what MPJ is in for next, next summer. I think it's going to be fine. I want to pull it up. Like, I would do three to four. I mean, you gave up a lot to get him anyway. And he was good before before the injury and before Jamal Murray went down. You could see a little bit. Um, and I think he is a nice fit next to Jokic. And I think um, him just being the fourth guy and being able to hide out in the corner a lot, I think will be good for him. Yeah. And just his defensive versatility is going to be super helpful when you've got Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic out there, and even Will Barton for, for stretches. So I think he will serve... Uh, a strong purpose there is they try and win now but it's a lot of pressure to both win now and this is an expensive team with Kroenke as the owner and we haven't seen Denver at this point we haven't seen how much they're going to dip into the luxury tax and um, just what it's going to look like when they get in the repeater tax stuff like I I don't know this is a very expensive team that needs to get into the finals very quickly yeah and it's funny that you talk about these like the nuggets in general just having all these players that that are coming up with like oh speaking of by the way let me just throw this out there um it's a four-year 88 million dollar extension it's what he's eligible for so they're projecting two to three years per the post for 20 to 21 million but as you were saying so i I feel like another team that that could be heading this direction is the hawks Mm. I think they're already there. I mean, they're already maxed out. They're already kept up. They're close. They're, they they maxed out Collins and Trey. So now you now you you hear them talking about trying to extend Herder. You have to. Um, Who's more important than John Herter. Collins? And though, and I feel like when you're looking at Herder's deal, you have to look at players like Duncan Robinson. He got what ninety mil mm-hmm. for what for three four years. So he's probably going to get around that ballpark. And then okay, you got Hunter coming up. You got cam coming up oh. you don't know if you're gonna trade cam well you're not keeping um, both you're not paying both like that's yeah, the unfortunate some, part so, of this at some point yeah so as some, somebody gotta go but i mean it just feels like and it's like this this is the type of these it's a good problem to have they have a lot of one yeah. they have a lot of people to pay yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just when like, people get crazy you, with sharif cooper yeah. and stuff where i'm like you need to calm yeah, it down that man right. is never playing a meaningful <laughs> minute in an atlanta hawk uniform this is a team that might win the title in two years like, you need to yeah. get out of here with this nonsense. Like, that man is not playing a meaningful, like, no offense to him, love the Atlanta connection, all that kind of stuff. That man is not, like, backup point guards do not just grow up with a team and then stay behind them and then develop into just the permanent backup to Trey Young. Right. No, it's going right. to be the Dellen Wrights, the Lou Williams, you're just going to insert different veteran guy here. Um, Cooper will play for 19 different teams in the NBA, and that'll be it. But, like, this Jalen Johnson, that's the dude who 
I am so excited for the the Grant Hill comparisons. I'm already just yeah. I mean, he's six nine, super long, with great in summer league. He's someone you have to now forecast. Like, I mean, that one's way down the pipe. But like Hunter's knee, like I have no idea. I am terrified right. about Hunter's knee. Um, but what we saw before the injury. He was doing some point forward stuff. He was taking shots off the dribble. He was doing stuff that you're like, oh, this changes how you would pay this person. This is changes how we view mm-hmm. this person. Cam looked great in game six. Like I'm a huge Cam guy. Like I am a big, big Cam guy. The fact that he is popping up in Pacers and Cavs trade rumor stuff tells me that teams can smell blood in the water with Atlanta where they know yeah. they can't pay all these guys. And they know that the Hawks do not have time to develop cam anymore they they just don't and that's what stinks but i'm also like are we sure that cam just shouldn't get the deandre hunter spots like that hunter should actually be the odd man out because of the injury concerns he's a lot older you are like he's probably not going to get much better than what he is at this point so like do you sell low or potentially high if he comes back and his knee looks healthy for a little bit but like i'm terrified of that knee stuff cam i mean obviously had his achilles stuff too but the upside with cam is so much higher than hunter that i don't know i I, it's a really really tough spot and i don't i I go back and forth depending on the day yeah the the like you said the upside with cam is it's it's crazy because i just feel like when i mean them coming out of the draft i mean we know hunter got drafted first but i mean fourth um well i'm saying like they the hawks drafted him first but cam was kind of like the guy that everybody wanted and they just knew that he was going to be this guy like and i mean i think they even had like a poll during the rookie class they were like Cam Newton has the, I mean, not Cam Newton, I'm sorry, 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 Cam Newton. Cam Reddish has the most potential out of everybody in his draft class, like, to be a superstar or whatnot. And, I mean, he shows, he's shown, like, glimpses these past two seasons, but it hasn't been on a consistent level. And that's what's kind of, like, I feel like that's killing his stock at some point. Like, okay, yeah, he had a good game six. But other than, like, if we look at how he did the entire season while he was playing, um, I mean, he really didn't look good earlier in the season. So, if you if if this, I feel like this is the year right here why it's kind of like okay, if you can't see a consistent cam, then you got to try to kick the brakes. Like, it, there's no there's no reason of even trying to like hold on to him at this point because it's like you got these other players. Kevin Herter showed up in the playoffs last year. Had a amazing game seven, um, against the Sixers. You you like that? You like to see that? At some point during the season, DeAndre Hunter was probably one of the most consistent players on the Hawks team. Um, so he's he's he has that. Then you already got John Collins and Trey Young. Cam Reddish is the odd man out in my opinion because he hasn't shown that much. He hasn't shown that much through two seasons. So it, it's I feel like when it comes down to next season and these extensions or whatnot, it's going to be hard to see what what they do with Cam. And they might even trade him earlier than that. Who knows? Like like you said, he's been in Pacers talks and Cavs talks. So you don't, you don't, it's kind of hard to even figure out where, what to do with him. Yeah, it stinks because I just, I think the writing is in the wall that he's going to be the odd man out here, especially with Jalen Johnson too, who needs to Yeah, with Jalen Johnson, you forget about him. I mean, yeah, like, Depending on how he looks, and I honestly don't feel like we are not like you said, Sharif Sharif is gonna be on the Skyhawks for most of it for those mm-hmm. of this season coming up. But I mean, if with Jalen Johnson, you might see him like in on the Skyhawks for the most part as well. I mean, 
because you already have the four spots solidified. You you have John Collins and then you have Ga- Gallinari. But if if the Hawks try to swing a trade for Gallinari, of course, of course Jalen Johnson comes into the fold then. So, but as of now, it's kind of like the Hawks are like so deep. It's crazy. Like I, I didn't ex- expect this, but the Hawks are like they have depth at each position now. So it's going to be hard for for guys that you think are supposed to get these amount of minutes or this amount of minutes to get minutes. So I feel like McMillan, like Coach McMillan, has like uh, yeah, he has a battle to to uh, to fight this season. We're trying to give everybody minutes. I'm going to lose my mind when Cam does get moved and does become Paul George 2.0, wherever he is. <laughs> because that's what's going to happen, is he's going to go to a bad team and he's going to be able to make mistakes and be a lead yeah. ball handler and do the stuff that he cannot do with Trey. And it's not an indictment on Trey, but with this group and Bogey and Collins and Capella, like it's just, it's too veteran heavy now. Like I don't, I don't yeah. see him getting the usage that he needs to develop and i think on the Cavs or whoever like if it's indiana too like obviously the paul george pit but like that's what's going to happen and it's going to be like hunter's gonna be fine they're gonna pay hunter and maybe get him on yeah. a discount because of the injury stuff and that might be nice but like cam if he does get moved i just <sighs> let me just say i'm quite confident that dude's gonna become a star wherever he gets traded to and hopefully it's a bad team where he can grow maybe even orlando or something like just uh, toronto orlando whoever it is nice. like orlando he would be nice it would it would be huge um but i hope the best for him because i'm a big cam guy um any thoughts you get 30 seconds on thad young in phoenix do you like it oh that young thing i like it i like it um they're really thin course. at the on the front court i didn't realize how yeah, thin they've actually gotten they are um i just Jay, I think Jay Crowder did good at that four spot yeah. um, for them, but he, I mean, he's not your traditional four. Like he's really a three in my opinion. He's really undersized. Um, so I mean, you saw in the finals when they was trying to put him up against Giannis, it was at some point it's kind of like, uh, do you really want to keep him on there? Well, they but, don't have a choice. I mean, like who's guarding yeah, Giannis? Right. When people throw this yeah, out like he's too small for Giannis. Uh, who's the right size to defend Giannis? I, I say that um, it's like Giannis is just so hard to like. It's like okay. You, you you can put him up against the center, but the center centers are too slow for him. Right. Like, his build is just crazy. Like, who do you put on Giannis? Onyeka and Kongwu. <laughs> that, that, you know what? Kongwu did good. I'm so upset that he's hurt. Giannis. He was so I good know, in the playoffs. I know. He was good. He did good against him. He did. He's had some flashes against um, Embiid. Embiid as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that, that's a, that's a kind of good build. I mean, even a player like Bam is good against yeah. um against Giannis too. So, um, but you don't you don't get a, a Bam every day. Like you don't see a Bam or or I mean, hopefully a Kongu comes out turns out to be like that. But you don't see those type of players at the five spot or four spot. So, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's it's kind of hard to even like ju- try to put him up against Giannis or whatnot. But I think I like that he's young. Um, just what he's done over the years as a veteran, just coming off the bench, and I know. I think at some point last season he was starting. Um, I think maybe because marketing was hurt for for a couple of games, but yeah. Um, he, he well, also they were upset. Nice. Like he was getting starts because the coaching staff was mad. Was he the? No, that was two years ago, I guess. Now when it was still boiling, where he was like angrily yeah. starting Thad, and they yeah. were benching and moving guys around, and yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. I think, like you said, they are they are short on front court depth right now, so. I think that's a good move for them. 
Um, we'll see. And it also just probably like the Jalen Smith stuff is the troubling part of it. Cause if you're bringing in that, he's probably gonna play a lot of four or five, um, yeah. cam Johnson, but also they lose Sarge for the year. Like when he went down at the end of that That's playoff fun. run. So losing Sarge, I mean, he's not the same player at all, but he is a helpful, helpful piece. And I think they need to replace yeah. the Sarge minutes. And I think, yeah, Johnson will do that. Um, but you need a different kind of player. So you, it just gives you more versatility if you trade right. for somebody like that, which is important last thing yeah. we'll wrap up here malik um the case for and against golden state winning the nba title next year the case for i'm going to say clay thompson mm-hmm. um i feel like if clay thompson comes back to be to being that player that he was before he got hurt I think that Warriors have a good chance, and I mean, if you brought back Iggy, you got you got two good rookies. Um, we'll, we'll see how Wiseman how Wiseman shapes up to be, but I, I, they have a solid team over there, and I think, but but it it all it all comes on Clay. I feel like if Clay is not the Clay that that we that we want him to be, then he, they're not they're not going to compete for a title, and that's probably. My against that's my against. I feel like my four and against is Clay Thompson. Like that, I think he kind of like shifts everything. Like you get a healthy Clay, and then you have this team that they have now. They got a shot. If Clay Thompson is not, it's not the Clay Thompson that we all have seen over the years. They don't have a shot. I think that's what it just comes down to, in my opinion. Clay Thompson. Okay, I think it's Clay. I think it's. Otto and Andre still having something left. Um, I think it's Steph being able to recreate what he did last year, which is just preposterous to ask him to do back-to-back years. Um, yeah, insane. I think Draymond's got to shoot better. Um, he's still going to be a defensive anchor. I think Wiseman has to be a lot better. Um, yeah. And they need really solid minutes from... Um, why am I blanking on his name? Moses Moody um, Moses and Kaminga. Yeah. yeah, it never Kuminga. sounds right in my head when I'm saying Moses Moody. I'm like, that's not his yeah. name. Um, but anyway, like, like, you need minutes out of those guys. You need Jordan Poole to be somebody that they can count on. Because we saw Poole. pieces um, where he can yeah. be someone they can count on. Um, but we'll see. I, I just think it literally requires Steph to be just as good and just as healthy as last year. Clay to be just as... I mean, probably what ninety percent of what he was before he, he went be down. 90. Yeah, yes, yeah, at, at, yeah. He has to be because I mean, the way Clay just can just take over a game or just shift the momentum of a game is it's crazy. It's insane. Like he has that type of like that impact. So if he doesn't have that type of impact, then it, and like you said, if Steph isn't how he was last year, like I don't, they don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. I just hate the Wiseman pick so much and not just trading it for... for I see a lot of people don't like the Wiseman pick. (laughs) What I wanted to happen that never happened was... Say it again? Do you think they should have took LaMelo instead? Yes. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of people saying they should have took LaMelo. People get way too caught up in positions. Like, this is positionless basketball. Like, LaMelo and Steph would have figured it out. Like, they would have figured it out. I I just I don't even think I still wouldn't even done that though like I would have just traded the pick for a veteran like somebody who can actually help now like I don't know who that would have been at this moment but 
I mean, if you could have done it for Aaron Gordon or something, like somebody who at the time they could have flipped and just got someone who fit their timeline more and could have helped them now. I just, yeah. I don't know. I think they're still a little too short for me. I think they're going to be a top five, top six playoff team in the West, but I don't think my, my gut tells me not a contender, but I also would not be surprised if they move pieces, if they're outperforming their expectations early and clay looks like clay. I think they're more likely yeah. to put more chips in. I just think they're being cautiously optimistic about this group right now. And they just want to see what like Clay Bradley looks like. Bill there? I don't Bradley Beal's got the best situation in basketball. And I've talked about this um, on this podcast before. I don't know if you will agree with me on this Malik, but um, everyone feels sorry for him. Like everyone, everyone in the NBA, like he has a universal 100% approval rating where it's like, Oh, poor Bradley Beal. We got to get him out of there. Right. We, we got to get Bradley right. Beal out of Washington. What a mess. That is an amazing spot to be in. Like, it stinks when you get traded to a contender. Like, wherever Bradley Beal does get moved to eventually, fans will turn. People will, the perception of Bradley Beal will change. He will be expected to win a title as a number one, number oh, two. Yeah. And it won't be as fun. Bradley Beal can just be awful on defense right now. He doesn't have to try anymore. Like, he can just have a 33% <laughs> usage rate on DC. He gets paid a bunch of money, lives in a major city, gets to be the guy. Gets to make all NBA teams. Gets to keep. Gets to be looked at as like a martyr, as someone who's he's given it all he has for DC, putting up put, like he can win the scoring title every year if he wants to at this point in DC yeah. with this roster. Everything's amazing. If he doesn't care about winning a title and ring chasing, he is in the best position in basketball. Like Bradley Beal <laughs> is. When people talk about like, oh, I feel sorry for him. That man has it made. There are no expectations. No He's, expectations. He just gets to put up shots. He gets to play pickup basketball every night. He gets to just roll the ball up and be like, I'm dropping 30 tonight, and I'm not going to switch. I'm not going to try on defense, and <laughs> I'm going to get these points, and people are going to love me. That's it. And then I go home. <laughs> Bradley Beal is, has it made. That is the first take. That's, that's a funny take. But at the same time, it's like, you got a point. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at it. That is, he is living the life. I mean, you're right. He doesn't have expectations. Like, I mean, when you look at the team around him, it's just like, man, like he's really the only guy there. Like, what, what more do you want from him? Like, he's doing everything he yeah, can. Yeah, they're like, do you want him to? Too. Do you want him to get Rui Hachimura, like, to become an all star? Like, no. They everyone just looks at it like, oh, what a terrible roster. What a terrible situation. Like, if he brings them to the playoffs, if he keeps them above five hundred, it's like he. He just he solved uh, he solved the pandemic like that's eventually what it, he anything he does is perfect like because he can do no wrong that man can do no wrong in DC. Oh man, it's a great look. Russell Westbrook was dealing with that before he moved on from OKC after everybody left. Like the triple double stuff, the MVP Dame stuff. Is dealing with that, Lillard well, a little bit different though. Yeah, different. yeah. The different. roster's been good enough where they could really contend. They've also made a Western Conference Finals. Like it's a little bit different. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's close. Lillard is close. He's a close comp, but Bradley Beal is in a league of his own where it's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep getting a lot of money to go put up a lot of shots and then go home and ice my knees and that be that. <laughs> That's what I would rather do. I don't want to deal with um, whether or not I have the, the it factor. Yeah. Or if I should have passed the ball in this position. Yeah, like, like I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal like, with like, am I a true number one on a contender? You know what I am? I'm a number one on a bad team that I put up a bunch of points on every year. 
That's what I'm going to do if I'm Bradley Beal. Also, I'm going to be go. I'm going to keep going by Bradley in my 30s instead of Brad. I'm still Bradley. <laughs> Brad. He's still Bradley. It's a bold move. Because I'm a oh, big, babe. I'm a big proponent of dropping the the L Y or the Y in your name when you get to yeah, a certain age. When you get older. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like I don't, I don't trust someone I meet in real life. Like it's funny because I love Jimmy Butler. He's maybe my favorite NBA player, and um, I don't even think about it with Jimmy. Like he, because he just looks like a Jimmy, and it's just fine. Yeah. Like he, he's Jimmy Butler. That's fine. Bradley is a little bit like I hear the name Bradley and I think of like a five year old first grader. Like there's just yeah, I, I it's, it's funny. It's funny that. Yeah, I, I think of names like that, too. Like just randomly call. Hey, Bradley. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like Brad does sound more older. <laughs> I hope when he does get traded to a contender, like he does drop the L.Y. He's like, all right, now I'm going to be a grown up. I'm going to be I'm Brad Beal now. Yeah. Like when he teams up with the Lakers, he's Brad Beal. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, there's nothing wrong with either name. It's just uh, I don't know. The, you, you, it's hard. I'm trying to think of another uh, option of this. I, I don't know. I have to think about it. Um, well, we'll go back. Bobby. Bobby's a good one. Bobby Portis. Bobby. He looks like Bobby. Bob Portis, actually. He's now Bob Portis on this podcast. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's some guy I would not try to convince him to change his name or nothing because Bob, Bobby Portis looks like he'll he's terrorizing he looks very terrorizing that's, i think that's, that's just a yeah like the stare down is it's kind of like oh like does he want to hurt me or like what what, what what's going on here <laughs> absolutely malik what can the good folks check out from you across the internet this week uh you guys can find me um i'm a writer for peachtree hoops at peachtree hoops on twitter um i also have a podcast in the clutch podcast and that's that's really where all you can find me. Just trying to get through this this little four week, I guess, break in between this um basketball season. But football season's coming up, so we got something to look forward to. Absolutely. Until the Falcons and the Tennessee Volunteers kick off, and then it's back to uh, where's the off season? I needed it back. <laughs> where's the off season? <laughs> you don't know what it's like, man. Saturdays with Tennessee and Sundays with the Falcons is a is a Ooh, rough. That sounds very stressful. It's very stressful. I'm sorry. It's very stressful, Malik. All right. Well, thank you so much, Malik. I greatly appreciate you making the time. We'll have to do this again soon. Definitely. Thanks for thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs>